Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome back to the B list. I'm B, and uh, I'm here with a new guest. Um, it's his first time here, but like a first time talker. But like we've been following each other for quite a while on social. Um, so I'm really happy to have him on. It's Danny Pellegrino. Hello, B. Hello. I feel like I feel like we have done this before, but I don't think we yeah, have. Yeah, we haven't. Um, it's like funny because I feel like we've kind of like been navigating like the same kind of like world on social and stuff. And run into each other on there, but like never really linked up. So this is really fun. Right. Well, it's all it's all changing now. Now you're yeah. stuck with me for the you're and your <laughs> listeners. I apologize. Hopefully I don't let them down. But we'll we have a lot to talk about. So I'm, I'm sure think. we'll have some fun. Um, for those not familiar, though, I'm sure there's not many of you aren't familiar, but it's um Danny Pellegrino. Like I said, all of you are you guys are probably familiar with him. He's a jack of all trades, pretty much. Um, host of Everything Iconic, that's the podcast. Um, a New York Times bestselling author. Um, the new book, The Jolliest Bunch, Unhinged Holiday Stories. We'll talk about that soon in a second. Um, and then also the the previous book was How Do I Unremember This? Um, did I did I leave anything no, off? That, that's great. Thank you so much. I yeah. feel, I'm blushing a little bit. How are you doing today? Are you how, I'm how good. have you been? Good, busy day. It's a Monday. Um, lots to talk about for sure. Um, I yeah. feel like I've been shot out of a cannon, but um, there seems to be like a lot of <laughs> This time of year in general is really yeah. challenging to like keep up with everything. There's so much holiday stuff going on and there's a million parties and functions and all that kind of shit that takes up a lot of time. And then when you add on like the Bravo stuff on top of it, because there's a lot going on in the Bravo <laughs> yeah. universe, it just feels impossible to keep up with everything. I mean, there's like there's movies and TV shows and stuff that I've been wanting to watch. And I'm like, I need to get to that. I guess everything's going to have to wait until that last week of the year when we all have some more downtime. I haven't even seen one episode of Gilded Age. So like, don't even, it's like, I, that's, <laughs> but I, I was feel just like that talking might be to someone about that better to like watch in one go. Cause like you can't watch it on a weekly basis because not enough happens. It's like Roni. It's like they served this at dinner. Can you believe? Or like one person uh, like left their house and crossed the street. Like nothing actually happens. So it's better to watch it in like one big go. You know, okay, you're like the uh, fifth person to bring up Gilded Age to me recently. I need to watch it because I, it does. You would sound like it, right it's up like, my yeah. alley. Yeah, for sure. Okay, it's very I'm watch it. Um, but this is kind of like your favorite time of the year. Is it yeah. like right? I mean, I feel like I know you, but like this is kind yeah. of your your time. Yeah, right? you know, I like anything that's sort of festive. So I do love this time of year just because I love the twinkle lights and all of the colors and everything that goes along with the end of the year holidays. But I really do like love Halloween. I love getting even like a Valentine's Day thing. Like I just love kind of the the anything yeah. sort of festive, to be honest with you. But I, I tend to like the end of the year because there's all this stuff. And and I I do need the forced breaks. I mean, I just mentioned like that last week at the end of the year and yeah. And I always love that week or the week 
right of Thanksgiving, right after Thanksgiving, I should say, when it's like the meal is done and then you just sort of have that weekend. My boyfriend and I, we don't try, we didn't travel this year. So we were just in our house watching TV yeah. for that whole weekend. And it's like, I need those sort of forced breaks to, to sit and vegetate a little bit. That's true. Yeah. And like I said, I think when I think of the holidays, I do think of like you, cause I, like I said, I feel like I know you just from social alone, but it's really funny to have you on the podcast. Cause I feel like I love the holidays too, but I feel like we have you and I, I feel like we, like I said, navigate that same pop culture, cultural world, but I feel like have like sometimes the same takes, but vastly different yeah. ways of verbalizing that, I guess. Um, like I felt like sometimes mine, <laughs> mine might be a little bit like darker. Yours are a little more like, you know, like the PG oh um, and I love it. I love it, like that. We have that kind of like the same through way, but yeah, like different well, ways of kind of yeah. vocalize it. It's hard to. Yeah. And what I love you? a little darker. I mean, I tend to be, I always think of that woman from mean girls. Who's like, I, I just want to bake a cake of rainbow yeah. bows or whatever. <laughs> That's how I always feel like, but I always like, I, I like that. My boyfriend, he's kind of the opposite of me and he he's much more, um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Like blunt and, and yeah. he doesn't mince his words or anything. And I sometimes feel like I'm so, I don't know, trying to make sure everybody's getting along and happy and everything like that. And so I tend to be attracted to people who have that harder edge or are maybe a little bit darker. You're like Dorinda when she's setting up the decorations and I'm Dorinda <laughs> five drinks in, you know, I love that analogy. And yes, exactly. <laughs> know, like or even spring. just Dorinda two drinks in because I feel yes. like it doesn't take much. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of, um, so, well, the holidays, um, first let's talk about the book a bit. Um, the jolliest bunch unhinged holiday stories that just came out in late October, I want to say. Yeah, right. it came out right before Halloween, which is weird okay. because, yes, there's a Christmas tree on the cover. And it is mostly like and each chapter is its own little story. So uh, it's like an essay mm. collection. And and most of the essays are around the end of year holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas time. Uh, but it did come out right before Halloween, which has been a real mind fuck for me because I'm like, I don't know when yeah. we are. And I was also <laughs> I was also sort of yeah. writing it not in holiday time. And so my my brain is kind of all over the place. But yeah, it's a holiday collection that hopefully makes people laugh. There are a couple more dramatic chapters in there too, but for the most part, I just wanted each each chapter to make people giggle and smile and yeah. check out of their lives. If if they hate the holidays, hopefully they can curl up with the book and just have some laughs. And if they really like the holidays, hopefully it'll it'll put them in the spirit <clears throat> and make them feel festive. I didn't look, but is there an audio version? There is, yeah, yes. Oh, I, you know, I love I an audio book, guys. Oh my god, like, yeah. The <laughs> audio book like, is fun. It's yeah, it's. Are awesome. you a um? Are you a physical book versus audio when it comes to the Britney story? Yeah. Well, for Britney, I did read the print. I kind of okay. like a, I like a printed book in general. Okay. I just, I like holding it and I like earmarking it and yeah. whatever. Then there's somewhere I'm like, I have to get the audio. Yeah. But I heard so many good things about the Britney audio. Yeah, Michelle Williams obviously uh, is an incredible actor. And so I, I've heard uh, it's great. I need to, <laughs> I need to check that out. Also, by the way, I just saw that Michelle Williams and Kirsten Dunst were reunited today. Re like before we started recording, I saw a picture of them together and they starred in that oh movie Dick together. Did you? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. So good. It made me so happy. Today. It made me so happy to see the two of them together, but yes, I need to get the Britney audiobook. but I read the hardcover. I was traveling and I wandered into a bookstore and I was like begging the people. This was a week before the Britney book was released and it was a, a gay bookstore. And I was like doing anything I could to sort of flirt or whatever to get yeah. the hard copy of the book ahead of time. And, and I was able to kind of 
get it uh, the hardcover but so i read it as quickly as possible on a plane you ever like think sometimes i think like the bookstore is like my favorite place like or you know what specifically because this is totally your wheelhouse which is like early 2000s nostalgia um and like great places is like like barnes and noble stores or borders do you remember borders oh yeah yeah i worked at a borders i love oh my god that's amazing i love that so like this generation will never have places where they can just go like that no and also (laughs) i think there's a part of gay culture that gets lost with bookstores closing because i I mean at least i can speak for myself in my town hometown of solon ohio like there were there was no access to gay stuff really and the internet was still in its infancy. So I, I do remember like you could get online or whatever, but you'd have to connect through the modem or whatever. But so you could go to Borders, the cafe and like get gay magazines, like The Advocate or, yeah. or even Details is pretty gay, even though it wasn't exactly gay, but you can get, you could get yeah. some of those and sort of sneak them in the cafe and read them. And, and or even books, there was a, yeah. a book by a guy named Joel Durfner that I remember sneaking in a Borders and like reading covertly in the corner of the cafe and it was my first introduction to a lot of gay things because it just wasn't happening much on tv or film or or in the town that i was in well now you're that gay writer too yeah yeah yeah. i I remember (laughs) that book i just mentioned i remember so vividly reading it and just being blown away that this guy was writing an essay collection and it was about he had stuff in there about dating and sex and romance and and then also just like work stuff and everyday life and and pop culture references. And I just thought like, oh my God, I didn't know that this was a possibility. I didn't know that, that That's somebody amazing, could yeah. write a book like that. Well, now that now you're like, like realizing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you were on Watch What Happens Live recently, right? Were you? I was, yeah. I I was okay, okay. Lisa Barlow, which was right, a okay. thrill. Oh my God. That must've been a trip. Yes. Did you, um, cause you've been on before, right? I have. Yes. Yeah. I was on a Did few you- times. A, a couple times were during COVID when it was like a Zoom thing. And then right. I think I've done like three in person. Um, do you have a favorite co-star? Oh, gosh. I, it was really cool to be with Lisa Barlow just because yeah. I had never met her. And she was sort of exactly what I wanted her to be. <laughs> uh, so that was really fun. And I was also on with Katie Maloney once. And I I know her a little bit. I've interviewed her a few times. So I was I was pretty relaxed, but it was during mm-hmm. the height of Scandaval, which, uh, mm-hmm. so that was kind of fun. <laughs> um, do you have a dream co-star? Oh, you know, I would love, uh, yeah. I mean like share, share, share. Okay. Yeah. She would, there's a few people, Meg Ryan and share to me are both two people, Mariah Carey, like they're all three up there. Yeah. And so I would, I would die to sit next to one of them or to just be like in the audience or, whatever yeah. just near them because i i love them so much and they were the reason i am thinking of them so quickly is because they were also like out promoting things so i i kept having this fantasy like Cher was out promoting her holiday album and i was like what if she's gonna be taping watch what happens live while i'm there or something yeah <laughs> like you have this like crazy <laughs> fantasy but i never i never got to bump into her but i did uh, i would love to sit if i ever her. did mine would be uh jack hey harry Oh, yes. Yeah. Did you see the one with Regina when they were so drunk? Yes, so oh. drunk. That would be my Come fucking, on. like, oh my God. <laughs> She's the funniest fucking person ever. Yeah. Yes, uh, absolutely. An icon. Yeah. It would be fun to get on there with somebody who is, like, being messy. Drunk or messy or something. I don't know. Or even if like, I get to be the one, you know? I could, yeah, like, like, I could carry the weight. <laughs> when you think of some of those, like, great moments from that show, it, you think of that, like, Jack A moment. 
And yes. yeah, it would be great to be there during one of those, like <laughs> yeah. to just witness it all. Yeah. Um, speaking of holidays really quick, switch gears. Um, I was thinking of holiday films and how we kind of vary different. Like we vary. I love the holidays too, but like my take on like favorite holiday films is more like, I think of the ones that like Batman Returns is to me a, a quintessential adolescent um, holiday yeah. film that's not a holiday film or like Scrooged is one of my favorites, but also an unholiday holiday film, you know? Yeah. Um, but there's so many. I mean, I, I think my favorite of all time is Bridget Jones's Diary, which uh, kind of is like is a holiday film, but again, isn't really. It's adjacent. It's, it's adjacent. It fits yeah. into the, like that category. Do you have a favorite? You know, Batman Returns is really one of my favorites, although it's not like the traditional thing people think of. But yeah, I love that movie ever since I was a little kid. I remember watching those. There's the scene at the end where Michelle Pfeiffer is um, giving the kiss to Christopher Walken with the uh, laser thing or the what's it called? The you know what I'm talking mm. about? The, oh, yes. Yeah, 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 I do. Yeah. The At the very end. And she's got the mask off and she's like, give me a kiss, Sandy Claus. You know, that yeah. whole she does this speech right before then. Uh, as she's got the whip. And I remember just rewinding my tape and watching that over and over again because I was so blown away by Michelle Pfeiffer. And, she did all I her mean, own whip work. She's got a few moments in that that obviously we look back on that now and think she should have been nominated for awards and whatever, yeah. but it really was so brilliant. And I think if if it had come out now or something, maybe it would be more looked at in the awards way, but uh, she's just so good. So I do love that movie, although it's not one that I would like pick with family or something like that. Otherwise, I, I tend to like Christmas Vacation or Home Alone or uh, some of those kinds of movies. Okay. But but really, I'm like a holiday movie junkie. So you give me something with a Muppet or yeah. <laughs> anything with a holiday Same. tree, I'm good to go. Um, do you have a favorite holiday dad, like from a movie? Oh, gosh. You know what I was just talking to your friend with was that the dad from home alone who i don't even think i don't What's know if he's, i don't think I he's still with us the actor. i think he did pass i think he passed like in the past couple of years i know i know who you're talking about but, but did you okay wait did you have like a little kind of crush on, i mean he's like a sexy dad right yes oh okay. absolutely yeah okay okay listen but yeah. i you're asking the wrong person like it doesn't take much so, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so i'm a little bit eggnog and i'm <laughs> right. right. I even think Tim, there's a scene in the first Santa Claus with Tim Allen where he's in boxers. And I remember as a young kid being like, oh my God, look that I was like a little attracted yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah, it. it doesn't take much for me either. But uh, yeah, I think uh, that the dad in Home Alone, I, I, think I just favorite, was attracted to him. How about you? That would have to be Chevy Chase, I think. Oh yeah. 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 Just from I mean, National Lampoons. I think um, Chevy is probably crazy and people have such horror stories about him, but I was just going to ask, Chevy? he's not really been canceled though, right? There's not really anything that's come out, knock on wood, watch you know, next I week. There's gonna I be know, like I'm whole... sure there's something that we're <laughs> we're missing. But in the 80s and 70s and 80s, he was he's very he was very attractive. Yeah, like Larry and Fletch lives and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And very funny. Like a... I mean, his timing is great. But I, I think he might be an awful person in real life now. But I don't know the exact ins and outs of that. But it doesn't matter at this point. We're just talking about 89, which is, I think, when the Christmas vacation came out. He was very sexy. Yeah. Um, and Ellen too. I mean, uh, Beverly D'Angelo, who plays his wife. Oh yeah, is gorgeous. Yeah. Her mother, uh, her sister's also an actress, I believe. I think. Am I correct? Yeah, she was in a James Bond film or something. But, um, I was just thinking that uh, right before we got on here, so to switch gears, um, 
Kelly Ben Simone was in Hello Magazine. Did you read? Did you read about this? Did you? No, okay, no. I, but I'm. Ex- <laughs> well, I saw a headline. I saw a headline, and I want you to explain it to me. Yeah, because I didn't get to read the whole thing, but I did see the headline. But maybe if you could just explain. I think it to the me. main grabber, like from the headline, is that she said that a fellow housewife had me banned from the show for over a decade. Um, I guess we can all kind of imagine. It's who, Bethany, right? right? She's got to be talking about. It would have to be her because she likes everybody else. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I don't know that I trust anything that uh, Kelly Ben Simone says. Yeah, it's exactly. like I feel like her and Bethany. Obviously, two things can be true at the same time. Like she, Bethany right. could have been, you know, they just don't like each other. But I think they're both usually living in their own kind of universe, and neither one is really like based in fact. Um, I wonder if Bethany likes. I wonder if she likes that Kelly said that because on some level, I think Bethany likes to think that she powerful? has that power. Yeah, but I don't think that it's true. But I wonder if Bethany even reads what anybody else, I feel like Bethany just, I mean, like I, so I kind of grew up a Bethany apologist. Like she was, she used to be my favorite of all the the housewives, you know, her comedic timing. She's obviously really smart, but like so, so toxic. And I think after this whole like reality reckoning, it's not even the fact that she's trying to like kind of build a union, which I think would probably be beneficial to many people that work in reality television. It's kind of the way she's going about it and talking mostly about herself and her own experiences and not really giving light to other people and their experiences. It's just kind of like, it's a lot. Um, So I actually was going to ask you in a minute if there's something that you're leaving behind in 2023 and Bethany is going to be my thing. I think I'm still going to appreciate what she's given us, but I think that going forward, like we're not we're not going to take her with yeah. us into 2024. We've given up hope. <laughs> right. right. There's so many things that so many points that she's made over the last year that I think mm-hmm. make a lot of really wonderful sense and that are true yeah. and whatever, but yeah, the delivery and, and it doesn't even feel, it doesn't feel like she's doing it in earnest or in, I don't know if I'm getting the right words out, but yeah, it just no, feels I get it. cynical and yeah. Gross. And I also just like, I see a lot of talking being done, but not a lot of listening. Like she mm-hmm. loves to talk, mm-hmm. but like I just said about the interview with Kelly, which we'll talk about. Um, I just don't think that she would even read because I don't think she reads what other people write or say or anything. I think she mostly is just interested in hearing herself talk. That's evident because she has what? Three different ongoing podcasts, loves to talk to interviews, um, does TikToks five a day. You know, it's Ugh. just kind of, it's a lot. It's um, a lot. I know. And even if you don't follow, like, cause I don't follow I, yeah I you can't even escape everything it. <laughs> and i do not i don't yeah. think i follow her on tiktok or instagram or any of them but they just show up now on the feed and half the time i don't even know if she's like trolling and like trying to just <laughs> if if she just she is, is like like it's like... sometimes when they show up i'm like i don't think she does she even actually believe this or is she doing this just so that she's getting reaction and then it gets to the top of everyone's feed or like yeah. i don't know none of it makes any sense to me and yeah. i just imagine the people around her it always it reads a, really sad to me like it doesn't the seem like there's like stuff. really anybody around her to say no yeah i find it very kind of sad it just because yeah. i know how much effort it takes to be doing a lot of those videos and sometimes they might seem off the cuff but i bet you she's recording them a couple times yeah and she's doing it in public and even if yeah. she's just recording them once it's like do i have to go with you to like <laughs> write aid every time you go like I but also like why are we filming workers without their consent like exactly. it's just like weird like you know not everybody wants to be on your tiktok i don't even 
film myself. I mean, first off, I just like notes fence to other people that do it, but I just don't film face to camera stuff. That's just like yeah. not my thing. It takes a certain type of personality. So to be doing it in public and then do all these different takes, it's just, it's a lot. And every second, like every once in a while, I might be out somewhere and see something funny. If I'm at yeah. like home goods or something, I'll be like, oh, that's funny. Like, and I'll take out my yeah. phone. But yeah. I feel like every time she's in public and then I always think about like her, her kid or whoever's around her at the time, just yeah. having to bear witness <laughs> to that. Because like yeah. if you're ever with someone, I have another friend who's like a kind of influencer type and he always will take out the phone like and it mm -hmm. is obnoxious you I, I don't even yeah. I shouldn't have even be talking about him but it's like I, it's hard to <laughs> want to go places with him because you're always thinking oh it's going to be content yeah, yeah no, totally I find um, it dark sided Bethany did this piece for the cut rather oh, was... I loved it did you see yeah, you read I it? saw I saw you shared it um I read part of it I got the gist like it was honestly you read one you get them all but it's like right. this was really kind of more of like a study of her than it was anything like, I, I, I she, bet you she read that. You said she, you don't think she reads anything. I bet you she read that and was Well, because so it's about her. I bet she yeah. reads stuff about her, but I don't think she reads stuff from other people. I felt um, like every single paragraph of that piece, there was like one, one at least shady sentence or shady word in every paragraph towards yeah. her. And yeah. it was, I couldn't was, believe it was, that it was like through her. <laughs> Like, like she, she refers to herself her as the Aaron Brockovich of reality TV uh, reckoning. That I was, couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then, yeah. Shout out. One whole... of my favorite films of all time, by the way. So. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. The best. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing too, with her whole, the whole thing. If she keeps equating and using the terms like me too, or equating with Aaron Brockovich. And it's just like, these are different things. Yeah. Or like, she's like the Norma Ray of like. <laughs> Thank God. It's insane. I would just but, um, love to see all the group chats, like from the, her old cast members. Oh yeah, group group chats with Andy and his friends. Like I yeah. just want to see all the group chats because I know all of them are blowing up every time like something comes out about her. <laughs> the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, 
Um, but just on the other end of the spectrum in terms of wackoness, um, so Kelly Ben Simone, like I said, was <laughs> and on the other side of wacky town. Kelly Ben Simone was in Hello Magazine, which um, the piece came out this morning. Um, and she said, you know, we talked about it, that fellow housewife that had me banned from the show, which I think we both can infer is Bethany. Um, but then she also went on to talk about her viral moments. Um, when I say viral, this is like pre-social media, like the Scary Island stuff and you know, all that. You're up here. I'm down here. Exactly. And kind of, she was talking a bit about her reality impact. Um, and this is a quote from her. She said, I don't regret going on the show. I don't regret it at all. I regret not showing more of my life and not being more open. I regret that. If I truly regretted the whole thing, I wouldn't have packaged scary Island. Like I did for the media. I wouldn't have taken those iconic moments and tied a bow on them so that they could fly into hyperspace and really make an impact. Yeah, I don't know if she makes any sense to me. I don't know. And like it's kind just, of like, yeah. what I see here is someone trying to kind of like take back those moments. It's like, what do you mean packaged it? Because if we're talking about pre-social media, there was no packaging. You were just a participant and it went out there. But now like that's a revisionist history if I've ever seen it is like going back and trying to see if you packaged Scary Island. Like right. the only thing packaged there were the gummy bears that you were eating while you were screaming at people at the dinner table. Like, well, and I, I think that like her <laughs> or jolly beans. Sorry, they were I, jolly, I bean, she, jelly yeah, beans. Jelly beans, yeah. Jelly beans. But sorry. I think she's, I think she's sort of implied or said outright that she created the name Scary Island. And in one of the confessionals yeah. in those episodes, which those episodes are, I think, the greatest of all time, that three part thing. Yeah. But uh, she does, I think, is the first person used the term Scary Island, and but it's like that's not packaging. The reason why that then became a thing was because you were acting nuts yeah. on the show, yeah. but it yeah. wasn't, that wasn't part of the packaging. And I hate myself for knowing this, but like I've listened and heard and seen interviews with her throughout the years mm -hmm. since Scary Island aired. And it does feel like the story changes a lot. And yes. then we hear from production or we hear from people behind the scenes uh, or cast members saying Kelly was escorted off the island, but then Kelly says she wasn't. So every, nothing adds up with her. And saying she was forced ever. to go on the vacation and then Andy <laughs> says she wasn't. And then it's a whole thing, but, um, yeah, so it's, I, it's interesting. It's, She's an knows. interesting person who kind of has a really interesting relationship with the truth. But that do you is follow kinda, her on TikTok. I do not. It's, okay, so she's. Another I don't really one that think pops any of the. Yeah, uh, you know what? Any of the Roni women, I'm just not interested. And in. right. I'm not saying as people, I just think that like like I feel that the problem. Oh, this is a larger conversation, and this probably will take us on a whole other tangent. But I think the issue with the original Roni and why it stopped working is that it got too meta. It became mm -hmm. a show specifically with someone like Luann. It became less about this former housewife who kind of m married again and then went through her issues with, I forget his name now. Count the Count? Yeah, no, uh, but the Count, but then the psych, um, oh. Dagestan. Tom. Yeah. Tom, Tom. I, it's about um, Tom. Yep. Um, but it became less about that trajectory and then being like so meta that it's like, I am doing a cabaret show that is about the reality show that I'm on, but now we're filming the reality show around the cabaret that is about the real, it's like too meta. Right. And then, you know, you look at, I hate to call out Dorinda, but like Dorinda's social media was literally at some point, just all coffee mugs with sayings <laughs> and slogans. I get it. We all want to monetize, but like, I need a certain level of distance from yeah. the reality. Like for instance, like the Hills worked at the beginning. This is totally a different show, but because they weren't focusing on the fact that Lauren Conrad was a burgeoning star. Yeah, it was it, authentic. It, it was her and Audrina living in this crappy apartment and going to Ledoux every weekend. And that's what the story was. It wasn't like what they're fighting in 
Perez Hilton. You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone's too aware. It even happened this week or this season on The Real House of Orange County. I got so nervous when the new housewife, Jen, who I thought was really good in a throwback Pedronti? kind of. Yeah, in like oh, a yeah, throwback housewife. Oh, well, I was going to talk about her in a minute. I have a whole thing that I wanted to get your, oh, well, let, let's your brain talk on. About it, but, but specifically, I just want to point out then when the husband... Ryan w- immediately had like yes. dick pic merch hats. Yeah. Like yeah. as it came out on the show and we know yeah. that you have to like plan those things at least a little <laughs> like yeah. it might not take weeks or months, but anybody that's does, made merch, <laughs> but the fact that you had the merch ready, like, and yeah. it wasn't even a memorable moment. It was like just sort of something that happened on the show that then you were, you were trying to force into a catchphrase that that's when things start to feel just way too cynical. Like in Dorinda's earlier catchphrases felt natural. And then maybe towards the end of the run, you start to be like, wait, are you just like saying this planning these catchphrases? Yeah. I'm not say, saying she does specifically, but in general, I feel like housewives tend to, well, to go to in that fair, direction. I mean, if direction. we're going to talk about it, then I, I do feel like she of any housewife had really caught on very early on that people really loved her and had an affinity for her drunken kind of rants. And then I think yeah. kind of just became a thing. Um, I think someone like Sonia maybe really was just off the cuff, just being yeah. kooky. And I think that most of the time Sonia was just like really giving stuff that was just out of this universe. Um, yeah. Love Sonia, love them all. But uh, I know. Um, well, so that kind of leads me into another topic that I wanted to talk to you about that um, new wives and kind of how, um, I was going to talk a bit about Monica, but let's talk about Salt Lake City in a minute. Um, but just new wives. And I was thinking today about NECA because I watched Potomac and we're going to talk about that too. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was thinking about how we treat new wives, especially in the social media sphere. And it's it's gotten harder to be a new wife coming on because we decide within one episode. When I say we, I mean the collective, yeah. like out there in the sphere, at, not necessarily you and I. Um, but like, I, I think that like Jen, you know, the, the, the Jen that was before Pedronti, I forget her last name, forgive me, but she was on oh. Real Housewives of the OC. Remember she was like one season. Yeah, Jen blonde. and she also had and a Noella. Ryan husband. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was Noella at the same time. Then there, I was thinking of NECA on uh, Potomac. We've got Anne Marie, which is a perfect example of this because this woman has said maybe three lines and the old, like the majority of Housewives fans can't stand her already oh my gosh, really? before she even shows up. I think that it also has something to do with some purported um, uh, kind oh, of yeah. like Isn't there stuff about the husband? About or... The stuff about the husband, I think there was like uh, uh, rape allegations that just came out. Um, I haven't yeah. read too much into that specifically, but I know that people, even before that, I think that there were some comments about trans rights. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not, I'm too fuzzy. I'm, it I'm gets already- overwhelming. Like, it, it gets really overwhelming to follow everything that's happening off screen more recently i've tried really hard to just like focus on my recaps like at least just for the sake of my podcast everything iconic i try to just focus on the shows because yeah it gets so so it gets overwhelming and yeah i'm like i don't know where i heard that or if i heard that or yeah (laughs) yeah sometimes you hear things and they're not even substantiated it'll be like somebody's dming you it and it's like well i don't know if this is true (laughs) exactly but it, for me personally, like I don't even typically follow a lot of that stuff, but it is really, um, I was just thinking about, even if I didn't hear all of those things, I still probably would kind of have a weird taste in my mouth about Anne-Marie from Beverly Hills, or I just don't really enjoy Sanya from Atlanta or Drew. Um, NECA, certainly not from Potomac. Didn't love Noella on OC. So it's like, 
I'm this new kind of class of housewives that we're seeing. I feel like, is there something happening here? Like, are they too, are we hiring too many fans on these well, shows? I are think, we casting fans? Are we, I think it's aware? hard to cast now. I think everybody's really aware. I think those people that we really liked in the beginning that are maybe uh, green when it comes to television or, or just not mm-hmm. uh, as filtered. Mm-hmm. Those people aren't signing up for this anymore. And there's mm-hmm. a million outlets. So there's a million reality shows that people could get cast on these days versus 20 years ago when Orange County premiered and there weren't only a handful of them. And I don't think people understood how the machine worked and how much money they could make or not make or mm-hmm. or hiding their stuff. I mean, we've seen uh, people run into tax issues and stuff like that because they're they get on TV and don't realize like that it's going to put a target on their backs for people to look into their history or their finances or whatever Mm -hmm. job situations Mm -hmm. are. So I do think it's just like much harder to cast. And I always hear about orange County from people behind the scenes saying how hard that one is to cast, because when you really think about it, like orange County is a small place. It's not like a huge place and it's not filled with people who want to be on television. There's certainly people everywhere that want to be on TV, but it's not like you're in Los Angeles or New York where it's just camera ready people, or at least yeah. people who are in the industry. And so when you look at places like Salt Lake or Orange County, those are going to naturally be harder to cast than a, a New York or Beverly Hills. Yeah, is. certainly. But then when you add on all these other things, I, I do think it's just hard to find people and also to find people who like, don't have that filter that we like. Like I, yeah. I think sometimes now these people are coming on and they're so cognizant of like the, how they're coming across because they don't want to lose the sponsorships because they know that most of what they make is going to be on those sponsorship deals or those influencing deals because the networks, unfortunately, they just don't have the money to pay Pay, the cast members what they were used to. And even when they were making a lot of money in five, 10 years ago, still they're making more doing those influencer deals. So I think everyone's very cognizant of that. I noticed a big shift. Do you ever watch that show, the challenge on MTV? I don't. Mm -mm. It was like, I I like loved the challenge for so long. And then they started bringing in new people, younger people. And it felt like every season it started to get more and more sanitized because the younger generation that was coming on the show, even though they might've only been four or five, six years younger than the people who had been doing it for years and came more from the real savvy. world, they were so much more media savvy. And you could tell they would, they would almost like kind of go up to the line of like where, where the line was. Mm-hmm. And then they'd pull back because they think about an influencer. So you'd either have one of two things happen. You'd have that person who like was censoring themselves, mm-hmm. or it felt like you have the opposite person who was going so far over the line just to have a big moment, a splashy yeah. TV moment that feels so inauthentic. So it was like yeah. one of the two of those. And I think that happens with housewives too, where it's like, you're, we're getting one of those two archetypes instead of just someone who's like naturally themselves. Let me ask you, um, is there a housewife currently that you think has jumped the shark that has overstayed their welcome? Oh, 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 uh, Potomac, I think needs, uh, I would like to see some casting changes on Potomac. It just seems like they're, mm. even if they're going to keep the same Anyone in cast, particular or you're just in general? I think they need, I think it would be really good for the show to either demote or get rid of either Gisela Robin. Like yeah. to break I think one it would of, be to break them Robin up. probably for me. Yeah, it's just, yeah, the, I, for me too, I, I think, but but I also think there could be 
something interesting could happen if they just demoted. And I'm a big fan of like that friend of season, like that happened with Luann or Portia where it's like, yeah, just make them a friend of first season. And then we can always bring them back or, yeah. you know, put them on pause for a minute. So I think the dynamics of that show just need a change. And I think the easiest way would be doing that with either Robin or Giselle. So I, I think, yeah, Robin makes the most sense to me. And and also just it's frustrating to watch her seemingly still covering for one or hiding things. Yeah. And I understand I don't think we've learned anything. It. Yeah, I don't think she's learned anything from this this experience. To watch. And I don't think we're learning anything about the relationship. So it's kind of like, what are we doing here? But that's yeah. um we're we're definitely gonna talk about Potomac in a minute. Um the reason why this... I think Giselle w- would be good, mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt you, to you know, um to it actually demote Giselle instead of Robin is because I think it would more uh, it would more greatly affect the dynamics because she That's is true. such a strong presence. So I think yeah. it, it might sort of get everyone else to step up. And then, and then I think having one season where we, then we bring Giselle back, it would just kind of balance everything out a little more. I think. I'd agree with that. Honestly, you could do so much with that show and it wouldn't yeah. really, you know, and they're also great individually. I just think we've gotten to this point this season where it just nobody wants to be there with each other. Egos. So it's like, what are we doing? Well, it's an, yeah. a show of ego now, which yeah. is, um, this actually brings me to the first thing on my list, B's list this week. Um, the ghost of OC past, uh, Jesus Jugs, Alexis Bellino. Oh I'm, I'm, there's like reports that she might come back to the show, which goes perfectly with kind of, I was talking about um, wives that have kind of like maybe jumped the shark. I think maybe taking her out at that point in the game was great, but I think the return of her could be really interesting. From what I understand, I think she has like a trans kid now and she hangs out with Heather Dubrow. So they kind of have that in common. And um, she's dating John. It was just confirmed today that she is. She oh, is she did dating? go on a date. She at least <laughs> Which has Shannon Bedore's ex. This is yeah with John the ex. She was at least it was confirmed. I think today or at least I shouldn't say bring confirmed. her back. I just saw a headline, but I think it was confirmed that bring it was back. A, yeah. Which yeah, exactly. You couldn't have a better story. Yeah, love it. Yeah, um, and, that's yeah. really and all. With I Orange, want, I just, like, with Orange County in general, I'm like a big fan of bringing the old characters back just because. They've tried to cast so many new people and it yes, very yeah. rarely works. So I'm like, okay, yeah. it's not working with new people. Like, let's just go back to the well and like squeeze whatever we can out of those people. <laughs> Is there any um, wife that, you know, those kind of those housewives that come in and you're like, they're new, you don't know anything really about them. And then about six or seven episodes in, you're like, how did this show ever exist without you? Like oh when I, I thought that, when I thought of Dorinda, when we first met her, like after about half a season, I was like, it feels like you've always been here but yeah. you're brand new or like Shannon was kind of like that when she first came on. Um, are there any, who's the last kind of housewife where you sat back and you thought that to yourself? I'll like, probably was- regret saying this. I'm sure in like a week <laughs> or two, but I do feel like Monica uh, Salt Lake City <laughs> has, has sort yeah. of invigorated the franchise. And even when she frustrates me or whatever, I, I still think she is so good for the show and on the show. And, and mm-hmm. it feels like she's been there for a while. Um, you know, the way I describe Monica is um, I, I feel the same way that you do. I feel trepidatious about kind of mm-hmm. giving support um, because we don't know the full story yet about what, what this, you know, finale's uh, cliffhanger is. But um, I, I, I use this. Do you ever heard that the saying um, a crush is just a lack of information? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I think of when I yes. think of Monica. Like, I want to like her, but I feel like there's going to be something where I'm I really not yeah. going to like her because there's got to be a reason why she's so close to Jin Shah or was, you know? 
I know. And I feel the exact same way. I feel the exact same way. I just think there are a lot, there's a lot of things we don't know. I've also just heard so many things kind of behind the scenes that don't line up with what we're seeing on the show. And so that leads me trepidatious. And, and sometimes it's hard to know if like those things that you hear or that we kind of hear behind the scenes, if those things are like true, or if those are people trying to plant things or what, because the things that some of the stuff that I've heard, it just feels like, we're not getting the full picture of her, but maybe we will by the end of the season or, or maybe the things that I'm hearing are all bunch of bullshit lies. So I don't know. I think we're going to have to see. The interesting thing about this show is that I feel like this show, Salt Lake City, more than any other show, maybe more than any other reality show in general, leaves you with more questions every time you finish watching than you came in than answers. Like, I feel like there's just like, whether it's the Jin Shaw or the Mary Cosby of it all, or like, or the black eye. I feel like there's just like so many unanswered things when it comes to Salt Lake City. When other series, you can get like pretty much wrapped up like answers by the right. end of the season. Do you know don't what I mean? F- don't um, you feel like there's smoke, there's fire with Monica too? Because no one apparently like no one in the cast besides Mary Cosby yeah. likes her. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. I think a lot of the instinct is to be like, oh, everybody's bullying her off the show. But yeah. I just feel like that. Yeah, seemed, I don't know. I don't that, know that they're know? all gathering to like bully this woman. Maybe I. Maybe that's true, and I'm being naive. But it seems like there has to be more to the story if the whole cast is not yeah wanting to not not even doesn't like you, but like is Heather Gay? Uh, she might have reason with the lawsuit situation, yes, but like absolutely. you're telling me like these all the whole group of women is saying they don't like her, or the, it, some are saying they don't want to film with her. Like that isn't adding up to me. Yeah, especially when they decided to still film with Chin Shaw after all the stuff that happened. I think they probably have really good reason to. There's got to be um, something we'll to... that we don't know yet. Um, this actually leads me to the second um, thing on my list this week perfectly because I was just talking about Jin Shaw and I was going to kind of ask you a bit about that. Um, I don't like Jin Shaw. And she's kind of like, even just without all okay, of Okay, well, the, that's um... a wrap on this because she's oh. my favorite housewife. No, I'm oh, kidding. She... Oh, I was kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I just like, um, I, I think she's just wholly uninteresting, like as a reality television, not even as a villain, like not, she's not even like a great villain to me because she's just not interesting. And there's not like anything that really like attaches you to her, anything going on in her life. She's just kind of mean and crazy to me. Um, but I was thinking about, and this is the second thing on my list this week is, uh, George Santos expelled from Congress this week. Um, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, it's I, I spent a lot of my time over the past, God, however long he's been in Congress. And since he's been found out to be a fraud, joking about him, memeing about him, which is all fun and games. We should all do that because we were stuck with him. But today he started a cameo account where he's charging $150 per cameo and and a lot of people I heard are it even kind of... got up to 200 i think it just got up oh, to God. 200 yeah in the past two hours right it's crazy people That's... are there was a state senator who's a progressive uh state senator who actually just posted a cameo that she got from him and she's laughing about it and i'm like there is a level though because now we're just paying him and yeah. it's okay to like joke and meme about him when we were had, had to deal with him and he's not getting paid for that but now we're actually actively supporting him and platforming him And it's like, this is the problem that I have is when, when does it get too far? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um, and, and you mentioned Jen Sean. Jen Sean, like people are like, oh, she's an icon. And I'm like, I never want to see this woman again. Like she's defrauded, like senior citizens. Like, and wasn't she, wasn't she selling merch right after she was sentenced? Probably. Wasn't she still selling free Jen or 
maybe after yeah. she had already went away or something. I don't know <laughs> the specifics of it, but yeah, it's like there, there does come a point we have to, we have to realize like where our money's going too far. And maybe just that's, that should be the line of like, yeah, it's okay to laugh and have our ha ha he he, but maybe don't need to be helping fund their escape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't um, know. I, Jen Chai, the, list, whether it's first... good or bad, it's just something I've been thinking about today, you know, and it's just kind of really yeah. enraged me a bit because it's like, we're going to be stuck with this guy for like a decade now. Like I we're going to be, we're never going to get rid of him. He's going to be on dancing with the stars. And then <laughs> uh, don't even, and then probably on Bravo at some point, a yes. housewife, a husband <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, and yeah, we have to certain people. I think it's okay to, to have mm-hmm. them in the spotlight for a minute and then to say that's enough. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to ask you, uh, I didn't even ask you your first thing on your list uh, yet. I want to ask you this and then let's go over to the bonus episode because I do want to talk to you about a few other things. I want to talk to you the re- about the rest of your list. I want to talk to you about New Roni. I want to talk about Real Size of Potomac and what's broken with it because I'm sure you have some uh, opinions and a few other things. But yeah, what what what's on your... What's on my must list? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there... Uh... I, aside from, I hope everyone picks up my book. That's a gross plug, but uh, yes, hopefully that'll be on. Okay, that's um, a good Christmas list. Yeah, people must list. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, I um, what am I watching right now? I feel like I'm watching um, all sorts of stuff. I just watched May December. Did you see this movie? I didn't. Um, I do kind of want to see it, but I actually it's have heavy. Um, yeah, and um, I'll probably see it. I feel like I really want to see Napoleon for some reason. I love a biopic. Oh, yeah. And yeah. because I also love a biopic, I also have Priscilla on the list too. Even if yeah. it's like I don't fully support the love story part about it, I do like Sofia Coppola. Sorry, she's a yeah. baby, but she's kind yeah. of an icon. So, well, so, yeah, May December. I'm like very hesitant to recommend it because it is a heavy subject matter. Mm-hmm. But I loved it, and I was sort of surprised because I, I think, oh, I and it is tr- based on true story, right? Yeah, it's Mary Letourneau, right? Is that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if it's okay. exact. It's not like them exactly, but it's based, based on, on that. I think, yeah. But it's so the performances I thought were so great. But I tweeted or posted something about it, and I was surprised by how many people that who said they didn't like it. It kind of shocked okay. me because I just thought it was like brilliant. So I don't know. Maybe it's like a love it or hate it kind of thing. But I thought the it was so good and and but heavy and dark. But uh, the watching Natalie and Juliana, uh, Julianne Moore and um, mm-hmm. Charles mm-hmm. Melton, who plays the male lead. I just think they're all like so fucking good. And I was, yeah. there was a bunch of these scenes where it's like Natalie Portman's characters is sort of mirroring Julianne Moore's character. And without giving okay. anything away, it's just like, I I found it mesmerizing to watch every time it was happening. It was like, yeah, I, I'm like watching Natalie Portman. I'm like, how the fuck is she doing that? Like she's being so good as an actor. Yeah. Uh, so I loved that. Uh, and then also there was a movie called The Holdovers, which I loved with Paul Giamatti, which is okay. um, much yep. more uh, up, not upbeat. It's not like silly and goofy. It's kind of got like a Jason or uh, what's it called? Um, who's the director of Rushmore? I'm like brain dead oh, today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, kind yeah, of that vibe. I know what you're talking about. What's the yes. It's the guy. The guy who did it is the one who did Sideways. What's, did you ever see that? With, uh, yeah. Um, um, a long time Paul ago. Giamatti. Wine country. It's like that vibe. It's that okay. tone where it's like kind of that mix of like a dramedy, but it's mm-hmm. it's set at Christmas time and the performances are that and that are great. And it, it feels sort of like a movie that's was made in the seventies to me, even okay. graphically and everything. It just, it feels like a throwback movie, but to me, it, that was my favorite movie of the year that I've seen oh, wow. Okay, um, the holdovers. So I really loved it. Maybe it won't be for everybody, but uh, I just thought it was brilliant. So both okay. of those are, I'd say on my must. 
Well, we've got some more of your list to get into to dig yes. into um, on the bonus episode. You guys can go to patreon.com slash the B list to subscribe to <clears throat> the bonus episode. So we're going to talk about, like I said, his list, talk a bit more about, uh, I wanted to ask your opinions on Neuroni, Potomac, like I said, all of those. Um, but first I want you to just tell people where to follow you on social and tell them about the book, where to find it and yes. uh, yeah, anything else you've got I'm coming at- up. I'm at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And the book is called The Jolliest Bunch. It's available wherever books are sold, or you can call your library up and request it, uh, or an audiobook. And then my last book is out in paperback too. So if you like The Jolliest Bunch, you can pick up the other one, which is How Do I Unremember This? And they're sort of, if people are familiar with David Sedaris, it's sort of that style of writing. So each chapter, you could pick up and read a chapter mm-hmm. and then put it down yeah. and then uh, pick up and read some more or read it all in one sitting. But it's a it's an easy and hopefully very fun read. And you also co-authored um, with Ariana, right? Didn't you? The I um... did. Yeah, the, I did uh, the cocktail book with Ariana and Tom. Perfect for the holidays. Yes, yes. Good yes. Christmas gift. Fancy AF cocktails. <laughs> and she's got a new one of single AF cocktails. With, I was actually thinking about Tom. getting it because I'm going to a Yankee swap next week. So is that the name of oh, yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Single, oh. a, single AF is is that new one. But okay. I don't make any money off. I didn't work on that one. So buy my oh, books. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but we, I mean, we love to support her too. We buy yes, those yes. too. If you okay. got money left over, then buy the single AF cocktails. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, you guys know where to find me on social. Like I said, patreon.com slash the B list to get subscribed to the bonus episode. We are going to keep the conversation going over there. Danny, thank you for joining me today, but we're going to continue you. talking. Yeah. Can't wait. See you guys. Love you. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.